Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. the familiar sounds of Christmas. Surely, this one is the most beloved. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. My family's in Florida and I'm in New York. Funnily enough, we never lose our luggage. <laughs> Once again, the family that loves staying together. Can I help you? Reservation from McAllister? Couldn't be further apart. He's in New York. This is a vacation. Only two things could ruin this vacation. And they just hit town. Hiya, pal. Home Alone 2. Lost in New York. You wearing aftershave? That's kerosene. Now why would anybody soak a rope in kerosene? Merry Christmas. Hello and welcome to a very merry iconic podcast with me, Danny. And me, Jenna. We are covering a classic today. Mm-hmm. Now, last season on the show, we're of course in season three of this podcast. Last season we covered Home Alone One. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think, our most downloaded episode of all time. Oh, cool. Because the people love Home Alone. Love. And although in that episode we did talk briefly about Home Alone Two, of course, mm-hmm. how could we not? Mm-hmm. I think we also talked uh, extensively about Home Alone Three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought we have to come and just do a full episode dedicated to Home Alone 2. Mm-hmm. And of course, with our episodes, when I say dedicated to a movie, it means we're going to talk loosely <laughs> about that movie and then whatever else comes up. So and Google in real time. Sit yeah. tight, little bear. <laughs> this, is, this podcast uh, is a lot of tangents. So mm-hmm. get used to it and, uh, you know, hop on the ride or hop off, as we always say. Yeah. I had only seen this one bu- once before. Okay. I think back when it came out. Squirt. What's that sound you're supposed to make? Oh, like yeah. The, the screeching tires. Scratch. Yeah. Wait, that's not a good. I would be a terrible Foley artist. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Scrooge. Okay, what the fuck, Jenny? You've only seen Home Alone t- once? Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2 once? Yeah. I rewatched what? it just before, you know, I came over here. And there was so much I had forgotten. What? I know. What? Blew my mind. I don't what, know what, Jenna, what I've been what doing. What you've been watching? Oh, hook. <laughs> And City Slickers. The Grinch over and over again. <laughs> the Grinch, yeah. Uh, okay, Home Alone 2 is a classic to me. It's and amazing. The only way I could imagine that you don't haven't watched it a million times is because it basically is the same movie as Home Alone 1. Yes. It's like almost the same thing. It's just the setting has moved to New York, but it's the same plot point, same beats. Mm-hmm. They replaced an old man with a shovel with an old lady covered in bird shit. Oh, like, that's can. the difference. I'm so excited to unpack that. Oh, my God. I used to live in New York right by that. By where the, the, the pigeon, pigeon lady? lady. Yeah. Ugh. I love her. I, would think I mean, I, I, I have so many thoughts, and I feel like it to my everything iconic listeners and to this podcast, I feel like I've talked about this pigeon lady ad nauseum because I have so many <laughs> thoughts about this woman. So I apologize if I repeat something, but this woman is so fascinating to me that a major motion picture put a, a character in it who was really just covered in birch the whole film, yeah, and becomes best friends with a little boy, and then he's such an asshole to her at the end of the movie, which we're going to get to. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even invite her into the hotel. Yeah, he just gaslighting. He just gives her a fucking <laughs> ornament. She doesn't even have a home, Jenna. Yeah, where she can hang the or- turtle dove ornament. Yeah. She's homeless. <laughs> exactly. And covered in bird shit. Invite her in for a shower and a warm meal. Yeah, you have a stolen credit card. Share the wealth. Honestly, Kevin. like Kevin, it's so disgusting to me. Yeah. Uh, I want to mention before we really dive into this movie. Oh, yes. Uh, to all of our Very Mary Kind of Podcast listeners, I do want to recommend that I have a book coming out. It's called How Do I Unremember This? It comes out March 8th of next year. And the reason why I want to talk a little bit about it really here on this podcast is because there are some holiday stories in it. Mm. And there are some Christmas stories, and I don't want to give anything away, and I'm told I'm not supposed to share anything about it yet quite yet i'm going to be able to share some like little excerpts and stuff like that soon but for right now for our very merry kind of podcast listeners i can say that there are some really good holiday stories in it and not only that i had so many because you guys know i love christmas i love the holidays i had so many holiday stories that i really wanted my dream my goal my next goal in life professionally whatever career is i want to do a holiday collection of stories yes for my book too because i had i was filled to the brim of holiday stories for this book, and I'm I obsessed with the ones in this book. But I my my dream is to do something like David Sedaris's Holiday is on Ice, where it's like the, oh, yeah. a collection of holiday stories, most of them Christmas, but then other holidays. And so we need everyone to pre-order this book. Again, yes. it comes out March eighth, but you can pre-order from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or just call up your local bookstore. Mm-hmm. I love supporting indie indie bookstores. You can go to indiebound.com and order it there. It'll connect you with your local bookstores. So you could pre-order it there. Oh, cool! Uh, so you can support your local businesses. And I get this book. And so we need everyone to pre-order it. So I, they let me make that second yes. book. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. But also the book is really, I, I promise, like, I, I mean, I think it's really good. I think yeah. it's really funny. There's lots of good family stories, lots of nostalgia, pop culture. There's even a little section, and I'm not supposed to give this away, but there's a little section about Home Alone 2 in there. Oh. A little, There's like a little bit about Home Alone 2 in there. So it kind of related to this podcast. So please, please, I beg you. I, I'm Look, I'm begging. Pre-order the book. <laughs> it would mean the world to me. And pre-orders are so important because it lets the publisher know people want this mm-hmm. book. And then they put more marketing behind it. They'll let me do the second book, the whole mm-hmm. nine. So if you plan on get it, you know, I'd love you forever. Yeah. I'd and you guys will love the cover. It's uh, Yeah, the cover's out there. I'm so proud of it, too. Yeah. But I worked so hard. It was, it was like a... It, it was a tough road to get going, you know, because mm. I wanted, I had this idea for it. And, and it was a struggle, but I'm so, I've never been more proud of anything in my life. So I, I don't mean to just keep uh, promoting things on this show, but, but please. This is huge. <laughs> How do this I unremember? So cool. There's lots of Christmas stuff in there, you guys. Yeah. It's good. It's yeah. good. Okay. And so, life stuff. I can't wait. There's this whole story about Miss Piggy's version of Santa Baby, which. <laughs> 
I don't even want to give away, if you've listened to my other podcast, you might have heard this story. It was something I shared very early on, but it involves Miss Piggy's Santa Baby and a gay porn. And <laughs> that's all I'll say. But to me, it's like, even though I wrote it, which is gross to say, but I wrote it and I read this chapter because, you know, I've had some time to edit and been working on this forever. And even now when I read that chapter, it still cracks me up. So <laughs> that's all the little spoiler I'll give. And please pre-order and I'll put a link in the episode description to go pre-order it wherever you get your books. Okay. Awesome. Jen, anything you want to plug here while we're doing it? Oh, no. Yeah, well. The book, yeah. The book. Second Dad, my book. Ditto. Yeah. yeah. And we're, as I mentioned on the Hocus Pocus episode, we're trying to do a Christmas movie that we're trying to write together. We're pitching. So if yes. you know, anyone wants it, call us up, DM us. Call okay. us up. <laughs> Home Alone 2. Wow, that was a big preamble. People are going to get mad. They're going to write me messages. Why did you promote it so much? <laughs> No, the fans. The fans will be down. <laughs> Why did you talk about that for 25 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> well, buckle up, Buttercup, because we're going to be talking lots of stuff. Yes, yes. Okay, so Home Alone 2. It's the first time you've seen it. Mm-hmm. Or second time Second you've seen time, it. yes. What did you think? Oh, it was a carbon copy of the Ridge. Right. Which I was shocked that... Um, they allowed that? Yeah. Yeah. Or that the setup... I mean, it's classic. I am so happy that they had all the same original family members you know like uncle frank wasn't some random like i respect that so much we got macaulay back Mm -hmm. and the franchise never recovered when they got rid of macaulay although i love that home alone part three they Mm -hmm. need mr culkin in that film Mm -hmm. and one of the things that going back at me watching this was i was focused on kirian culkin who Mm -hmm. now we know of course in the hbo show succession which is Mm -hmm. a fantastic show it's brilliant Mm -hmm. And he's kind of a more famous, I'd say, than Macaulay Cal- Culkin yeah. is at this point. Mm-hmm. But he plays Fuller, who, of course, wets the bed all the time. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. got the weak bladder. Yeah. And so in the first one, he's got the weak bladder and pees the bed. So Macaulay's got to go upstairs in the attic and sleep. And that's how they ultimately uh, don't bring him on their vacation. Mm-hmm. And now this year, again, Fuller is going to wet the bed. And I was thinking, like, first of all, why didn't he learn bladder control yeah. in the off season? Like, Cut he's off old. His soda intake. I feel like he's old enough at this point. Yeah. They shouldn't be worrying about his his piss in the bed. Uncle Frank even makes a comment. He's like, all right, we got the rubber sheets. Like, he yells that at his child. As it's like, that's so awkward. It's so awkward. Yeah. Uh, but he's pissing the bed all the time. Yeah. And so I was looking at Kieran Culkin. And so I looked up. I went online. And I was, like, looking up Kieran McCauley. And they also got the other brother who's in Scream 4. I don't remember his oh. name. But I'm now endlessly fascinated by the Culkin family. Mm. Because... Back in the day, Macaulay obviously was the big star in the 90s. And in so many movies, the younger brothers either played him at a young age or they played his brothers. Like, they, basically, the other Culkin kids got roles because of Macaulay. In Richie Rich, there's like a photo where you see Kieran or, or one of the brothers plays the baby version of Macaulay Culkin. And it's fascinating to me. And I, I have to think maybe this is a skeptical, cynical part of me. But the Culkin parents, were they just banging out kids so that they could have other roles for, or so that somebody could play Macaulay's younger uh, version of himself? Maybe. I sort of think that. They yeah. were like, oh, Macaulay's making us money. Yeah, and all the movies kids. he's doing, they need a younger version. Let's get it on. I don't know. That's cynical of me. But those brothers now, Kirian's killing do some it. Googling. Yeah, I think I just watched re- rewatched Richie Rich. Did you ever see that? Oh yeah, it was like it's a great movie. It was a kid fantasy movie, but I I had only seen that maybe once when I was a kid, and I put it on, and it was such a weird, wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a baby in it, and I looked it up, and it was the younger Macaulay. Yeah, the younger Macaulay. But yeah, you're right. I'm glad they brought everyone back. And to me, 
there's this thing that's gone all around online on Twitter where it's like a Catherine O'Hara, who we all know and love from Schitt's Creek. Yes. But there's this thing going around on Twitter that it's like people being surprised that <laughs> Catherine O'Hara or the Schitt's Creek mom is in Home Alone. And I'm like, what the fuck, you guys? Like, get some culture. Yeah, exactly. She was in Home Alone first. Yeah. Like, what are we all? People need to respect show. their elders and watch their classics. And it's important. Yeah. Like oh, she's the fact that there's treasure. youths that don't know Catherine O'Hara from anything other than Home Alone, I'm disgusted. Yeah. Also, she's she doesn't brilliant. look that different in the two. Like, right, no offense, yeah. like she looks the same. Like they did give her a weird her. haircut in part two. I think it's sort oh, of like yeah. a, it's sort of an interesting cut. Yeah. I don't think it worked, but it they did it. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, we have to show time passing. Yeah. Or no, I guess it was technically the next year in the movie, right? Yeah, I think it was like, one year. I, I feel like maybe that was a, two years in between filming or something, but it was one year. I love the choice that they're, instead of, you know, Paris the year before, Florida. <laughs> I know. Like, like, they okay. spent all the money in Paris, so they were like, let's yeah. go to Florida this year. I've yeah. had some bad experiences in Florida. Yeah. Bad family vacations there. Yeah. And then, yeah, so they go to Florida and they leave. It all happens at the airport this time. So mm-hmm. the original, they, they don't make it to the airport. Mm-hmm. So then finally they make it this year to the airport and they all think they're home free with the whole family. Mm-hmm. But then Kevin goes and chases someone who you had said on the Hocus Pocus episode that you were always attracted to the dad. Yes. And the Home Alone dad was one dad that I was always attracted to. Like I remember John, John Heard. Like, oh. And he didn't age. I think he's passed. So yeah, he may passed. he rest in peace. But he didn't age great towards the end there. Mm-hmm. But in Home Alone, like there was something so sexy about that dad. Hot. It was just like he was a hot dad. Yeah. And a little so, forgetful, but like kind of in charge. And good style. He had that <laughs> yeah. trench coat that Kevin chased after, and it was the wrong man. Yeah. I just love – do you guys ever have child leashes? Yeah. We did too. I'm, I mean, I'm, we, I'm one of three. And we I'm had leashes. Yeah. We, on our I, wrist. I feel like we only had them for a short time because I did get lost at Disney World. And then my parents were like, oh, we need the child leash. and But then it only lasted for like a minute. A hundred percent. Because then, then we realized, oh, we can't do this. I got lost at a circus once. And maybe did the government step in or did somebody step in and say no more child leash? I feel like they stopped making them or yeah. something. It was like a little bungee FDA. cord. And it was on our wrist. And did I remember, they, I think it just kind of, yeah, it faded out very quickly. Do they still make them? I wonder. People stop talking about that. I'm sure they make like home. I bet you could go on Etsy, Etsy and get like a child leash. A child leash. <laughs> I'm sure so people funny. make them. On the- but like, I just love to, you know, that idea of like their entire holiday was botched the year before. And like, instead of staying in their Chicago mansion, their gorgeous the holiday, house. Yeah. Even Kevin goes on that rant. Cause remember like buzz makes fun of like, he's messing with him at the pageant, you know? So him and buzz get in a fight and he's like, I don't know why we have to go to a tropical location. And I'm like, I bet. You know, John Carpenter. No, it's Chris John Thomas. Carpenter. Yeah, John Carpenter. <laughs> John Carpenter is the guy who wrote the Halloween <laughs> yeah, theme. That's right. <laughs> I don't think he had a hand in he Home Alone, too. He was watching this. Sorry, Chris Columbus was like, I think like that's a rich kid, like a rich Hollywood kid would complain about that. Wait, you just mentioned John Carpenter, who's this famous <laughs> scoring musician. Like, he scored yeah. the Halloween theme. Yeah. And you just mentioned him at home watching it. But I do have to, I have to point out that the score in the Home Alone movies, I have the vinyl of them. Oh. There was a vinyl from this website, I forget what it's called, but I bought the vinyl and it's just the score and it's a beautiful, it's oh. John Williams did it. Oh. And every year at the Bowl, they do the Home Alone oh, with the orchestra because the theme, the, the music in this, and I actually believe this, maybe we talked about this in the other Home Alone episode, where the music to me elevates these movies to a way yes. that... Uh, other 90s family films wish mm-hmm. like it, and i think that's really what sets him apart obviously we love the the 
Christmas of it all, and we love the actors and performances, but the music is stunning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, dun 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 dun. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's so good. Uh, okay, so yeah, they make it, the whole movie's set in New York, and it yeah. just so happens that the two criminals from the original, they've been let loose. <laughs> yeah. They break out of jail and, and then hot. hightail it to New York. I was like, you know what? Yes. In the just, back of that truck, like yeah. they would travel with the fish. <laughs> exactly. And in the first movie, they were known as the Wet Bandits. Mm-hmm. And to make it, to differentiate it to the second movie, they made them the Sticky Bandits. <laughs> That's right, the Sticky Bandits. And just, to, I wondered, like, did they take the script and just like change a couple words for each page? Like, I feel like that's almost what happened. Yes. Because, yeah, it was like the Sticky Bandits. But I love that idea of Daniel Stern with like his hand covered in uh, double-sided tape. And yeah. he's just touching and covering money. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> They're so funny them together. So funny. Yeah. And w- one of the things we were talking about off air was like, this movie is really like these two criminals trying, I think at one point they mentioned murdering or implying yeah. murdering him. Yeah. It's dark. It's very dark. And yet, <laughs> and yet, they don't let the characters swear. They're, they're, they're allowed to imply murdering a young boy in New York City. A runaway. A runaway. <laughs> but they're not allowed to swear, so you just hear Joe Pesci like he's getting hit with something, and he's like... Yeah. Like he's growling like a off-brand Tim Allen in Home Improvement. Yeah. And it's like he's not allowed to say shit, fuck, damn, any of it. Yeah. Excuse my language. Yeah. And the other inappropriate moment is like there's a, a scene where Kevin's walking through Central Park, and yes. some hookers come up to him. This is what I was so excited to talk to you about because I love their portrayal of yeah, sent, like fringe park hookers. Fringe park you know, hookers, just like tits out, smoking. Like, hey kid, want me want a bedtime story, something like that. Oh I was like, God. what is going on? And just it's in there, and it's a family film. Yeah, I wonder if they cut that out on Disney Plus. Oh, did you watch it on Disney Plus? I did. did you- yeah, it's on there. Oh, so it's on there. Yeah, so they keep that in there. Interesting. Yeah. No disclaimer. Did it say like? Uh, Fringe park hookers. Yeah, we are might appear at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that. All moment, sex work is all work. Yeah, so, we, no, su- no, we, we support. support. No, sex work is all work. Is that what you said? That is yeah, not the tagline. <laughs> but sex work but is, is all work. True you know what? You it's, it. when, if you really break it down, sex work is all work. Yeah. Because all work is sex work. <laughs> really? We're all it doing is. it. We're all doing We're it. We're all doing it. Yeah. And yeah, we are sex positive here on the show. Yes, so we, we are. appreciate. Big and I time. do think sex workers, you know, we need to appreciate. There's this whole thing about oh, OnlyFans this past year. Have you followed any of this? No. So OnlyFans is essentially oh, a yeah. site for nope. uh, people to, for uh, both porn stars and regular mm-hmm. people, to make a, a good, healthy living uh, doing. Show showing sex and showing it off and everything. And then so many other people moved to that platform mm-hmm. and almost diluted it in a lot of ways. And then there was a moment in time where only fans had re- released a statement saying like they were going to not allow any of that kind of stuff on the, mm-hmm. on the platform anymore. And it was like, well, the platform was built by these people exactly, and they're making a good, honest living during a pandemic mm-hmm. when they can't be out there. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, we support them. Yeah, we, we do. Them. Yeah. I good support you. anyone out there who's got an only fans. You let us know. We'll, yeah. we'll support you. Tag you. Your content creation. We, yeah. Um, content creation's hard. It is. Whatever they got to oh. do to make a living. <laughs> I also love the double up of Tim Curry and Rob Schneider. Oh, sorry. Oh, wait, wait, I'll cut this out. Yeah. Just try to talk. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, like this. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I also love the double up of Tim Curry and Rob Schneider at the hotel. And don't you feel like Tim Curry in the moment when he does that smile oh and it's the Grinch smile. <sighs> he really should have played the Grinch. I know we, we covered the Grinch yes. multiple times. Mm-hmm. We're going to be covering the Grinch and yeah. Tim Curry. 
he does that big smile, and he really should have played the Jim Carrey role. Although we love Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. we do. He, t- he terrorized oh, he- that set of the Grinch, but yeah, he's still- <laughs> he was in Clue, right? Wasn't he the Butler? Yeah. He I'd- should have been a bigger. I mean, I, he's yeah. been in a lot of good stuff, but yeah. he, I feel like he should be a big star. Yeah. I feel that way about David Allen Greer. Oh, he's fantastic. He's so good in everything. Yeah, he just he's- won a Tony, but I feel like David oh, Allen nice. Greer is always good. Mm-hmm. Greer. Mm-hmm. And um, same with, the, there was someone else too. I can't think of his name. <laughs> but David Allen Greer, and to me, is like right up there with Tim Curry. And Rob Schneider I don't love anymore. I don't know if you oh, followed yeah. him in like the real time, but it's, this, I, it's not great. <laughs> this was the first, I think the first time I saw him in a movie that wasn't an Adam Sandler picture. Yeah. You know, it was with like normal eyeballs. Because they when, always give him weird eyes. Oh, I don't even notice that. Yeah, like 51st Dates. You, you know, know I, like I saw this clip going around of Steve Buscemi and Big Daddy. Oh, yeah. And it was amazing to me. Just they made him. He's like a homeless <laughs> man who like wants McDonald's or something. But it's shocking what Adam Sandler has made his friends do. And like put him in the movies. Like, and what the, do you want to play? I feel like that's what he he calls him up. Steve, Steve, what do you want to play? Yes. Rob, what are we doing this time? Exactly. Uh, Rob Schneider was in that movie, The Hot Chick, which I loved as a teen. Mm-hmm. It's with Anna Ferris and Rachel McAdams. It's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's in it. And I love the lady. She doesn't get as much cred. Yeah. Uh, the lady hotel worker. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's not as well respected, but mm-hmm. she's very funny. Yeah, she's funny. And when Kevin, there's a moment where Kevin like slides underneath her legs, mm-hmm. and it always looks so fun to me. Like I don't know what it, it just seemed like. Oh, I want to slide on <laughs> this woman's legs. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I, it, it's something it I wanted does. to do. One thing I did too. I don't know if your house had those stairs that led down to the front door because you know after the, in the first one when he rides the sleigh or the sled down the stairs, I totally did that. Oh yeah, and yeah. oh totally. Yeah, I remember my friend Michael Manorino, he had uh, um he had a staircase going downstairs mm-hmm. and we used to take like not sleds, I think they were from like the container store, like the the tops of the containers. Oh, yeah. And we would ride them like home alone down the stairs mm-hmm. and we would set up he had first of all, he had all this like really good toys. Like you know how nice. some friends had like the good toys and mm-hmm. the good snacks and everything? Mm-hmm. He had all the good stuff. Trampoline. Yeah. Oh my god, I was so jealous. He didn't have a tramp, but I, friends who had trampolines. It was like they, yeah, everything. rich, rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, I, I always point out the snacks. It's like we just didn't have good snacks. Like name brand stuff. We like didn't, we didn't have lunchable. Had, never. We'd oh, see. my mom would never buy a lunchable. Oh yeah, never. Because no, no. they were like three dollars. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'll give you a fucking cracker and cut up a mm-hmm. saltines. Cut up an old piece good of look. deli meat. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he had these like. Uh, box square um what am i why can't i think of the word bricks like mm-hmm. they were bricks but they were just empty bricks like play bricks oh, so okay. they weren't heavy and so we would set up a wall at the bottom of the staircase and so yeah we would go at the top of the staircase ride down and break through the wall and it, it, it was like a peak fun. fun nothing's ever been more fun oh such a blast being a kid and kevin also speaking of things that i wanted as a kid kevin had the talk boy mm-hmm. which was one toy that i really wanted that i did ultimately get oh. i remember getting it it was like the a dream come true when i had that talk boy yeah and it didn't work anything like the movie like it didn't pick up any sounds mm-hmm. <laughs> they did take some liberties oh big liberties when i was watching it, i was like oh what a device <laughs> it did not work like that no. believe me hasbro did not make a toy no. that worked anywhere near the one line in the movie in the movie it's like perfect audio even mm-hmm. we're on a microphone perfect dot or in a microphone with a, a, a expensive piece of podcasting equipment and uh it doesn't even sound as good as kevin's talk boy in the film mm-hmm. and he's tricking people getting uh hotel rooms in the whole nine yeah why was he put in that giant suite the presidential suite well because he called he had the talk boy oh okay Remember that's at the why. beginning of the movie he recorded 
randomly, which what kid would do this? He recorded a commercial mm-hmm. off the TV mm-hmm. and it had the number to the Plaza Hotel. Mm-hmm. And then he called and then he used his editing prowess <laughs> to then order a, a room. He recorded himself and then he slowed it down, which the talk boy didn't do that. It didn't slow it down. Mm-hmm. In the movie, he slowed down his voice and made it sound like it was a, an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. And he did that. It didn't work like that at all. But he ended up getting the room and getting the suite. And then when he shows up, he gives him the credit card. It's his dad's credit card because he's got the dad's backpack. Mm -hmm. And they question. Tim Curry kind of looks at him like, what the fuck has this kid got a credit card for? But they ultimately give him the room. And then Rob Schneider, of course, is the bellman. And then here, Kevin gets to have a gay old time in the suite watching... Angels with Filthy Souls. The Filthy Movies, which (laughs) they brought that back to, which those movies were made for these movies. So like that black and white film, that's not a real thing that was made for these films. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I always love when he's eating. He grabs the cookies like... That to me was also like peak rich of like being able yeah. to grab cookies from a mini bar. Oh yeah, because when we would go on vacation, my family like there was no mini bar. No, like, we would never stay somewhere with a mini bar. Same with us. No, if anything, you were lucky like on a family vacation to stay somewhere with like a continental breakfast. Yeah, like, it was, like You're up at five. Yeah, a holiday <laughs> in, and they have yes. like one pancake that's been sitting out for a while. But like you, that that was like oh we're rich like we're at a holiday in with like a, a waffle bread. machine remember they would have the batter that you pour in the waffle iron oh my god and yes. you spin it i remember being like this is peak you know at the lax airport there's a lounge that i've been in a couple times where you they you can make stuff that like you can literally they also have one of these things that they had in college where it was like that moving toaster so you could put the bread in toast it and then it comes out i don't know if oh yeah we do you know what i'm talking too. about uh-huh yeah oh my like god quiznos like a conveyor belt uh, yes right like that mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. I want one of those. Um, okay, yeah. Um, so it's seeing him eat the food in the mini bar. I'm like, where is? And then he saves the cookies for later. And then we see him eating the cookies in the park. I'm like, man, those mm-hmm. cookies must be good cookies. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, speaking of the park. Yes. This pigeon lady. Oh. So ultimately, he, she becomes his best friend. Like, they become buddies. And in the first film, he comes buddy-buddy with the old man that lives next door. Who mm-hmm. I wonder if he's passed. That old man's never heard from again. Old man Marley. That's Did right. Marley die? Like I think he did. I remember, I think, he passed. I remember from last season, he was at, at World War One or Two, oh. And he was like, I'm done with this. And he came home and became an actor. <laughs> he just I was left talking, the war. I was talking about the character, but you were talking oh, about the actor. the real so man. The, the real man did, I, I'm assuming, die, because he was old in that movie. Yeah. But did the... the do the character die in between part one and two? When, shouldn't they have mentioned Marley? Like, oh. I feel like in the beginning, you know, when they have that whole the choir performance and then the whole family sits down because Buzz is a dick. Fuck Buzz. And this, and you're right, the granddaughter, she was in a choir in the first one, so maybe she would have been there. You're right, maybe he's dead. Yeah. Maybe it's. Shouldn't he have just popped it? I would love to see him in the audience. Yeah. Oh, he's maybe winking he got, like, at Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe he had Alzheimer's or something and didn't remember Kevin. Yeah. But something, there had to have been a story there. Yeah. 
Everyone has a story. What's his story in between part one and two? We got all the characters back except for Old Man Marley. That's so true. So it's weird to me, a bad choice. Obviously, that's the worst part of the whole film. Yeah. But so this movie, they do decide. Also, I wonder if there was, maybe there was a conversation of having him be in the city. Maybe him like living and like living, he got homeless or something, his Mm -hmm. family. He made up with the family at the beginning, at the end of the first one, but maybe in the second one, it was like, he moved to New York and became homeless and lived in the park, Mm -hmm. and they probably tried to get him, and then maybe he was like, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah, he's like living off residuals. Yeah. I don't have to do this anymore. He's like, I'm retired. I have eight months left. Or maybe they didn't (laughs) offer him enough, (laughs) they didn't offer him enough paychecks, so he's like, you know what, I'm done. Exactly. Find someone else, and they found that woman with uh, Brenda Frickner, threw some bird shit on her, and threw her in front of the red light. (gasps) Sweet woman. (laughs) Just sweet sweet woman. Sweet woman. Went through so much in this movie. The the costumes alone to me seem <laughs> aggressive. Yes. Like it's, it's a lot of heavy layers. Mm-hmm. And I know New York was probably cold. I don't know when they filmed it exactly. It looked like wintertime. Yeah. I don't think they made that snow. I think the snow was there. Mm. But they really do layer her up. And yeah. it must I'm a sweaty person. I can only imagine how much that woman's sweating mm-hmm. on set. Mm-hmm. And then the birds, like I would be uncomfortable with all those birds on me. Yeah. And there was a lot of scenes where birds are flying all over her, and I'm certain some of them shit on her. Oh, yeah. I wonder if they were trained. Is this a trained Can you flock? even train pigeons? Can I, you? I don't think so. You know, I do know from the <laughs> Jessica Simpson music video, uh, I think it was calling all... I think it was the Angels video. Either mm-hmm. that or Take My Breath Away. She had this scene that we saw play out on newlyweds where doves came out of a cage and they blew past her. And I don't think they could train them. I think that was like the thing. They just, they had them all in a cage and Mm. then they had to get a shot of them like flying across her. So she's lip syncing, Mm -hmm. you know, fucking calling all angels and then all these pigeons attack her and she's like, ah! Yeah. (laughs) So I don't believe, knowing that knowledge, having that knowledge in my head, I don't believe that they could train pigeons. Well, I guess they had carrier pigeons in the war, but I think that was like an A to B situation. Oh, you so know, it wasn't like, like, hey, train- can you sit here for eight hours a day on this woman? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like filming a film. That doing seemed, a movie. yeah, I don't, like, that's. Are they union, the pigeons? They must have been. Yeah. But you're right. I, I feel like they, there's no way to train an entire flock. Wait, okay. I know I've heard of carrier pigeons before. Oh, yeah. But I don't know that I've actually, like, known it was a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was real. So they would bring them to, because birds will find dry land. So they um, would bring them on ships, and then, like, you attach a little message, then let them go, and they'll fly to land and deliver the message. Oh, my God. Someone, I, I, how did I not if that's know real, that? I went to, like, a spy museum once in D.C. Okay, okay, what? Sorry, <laughs> tangents that are not at all hilarious. <laughs> Why did you, what was the spy museum? Oh, it's cool. It has a whole museum in Georgetown about all these spy missions through the years, like botched ones and female spies and like spy mm-hmm. equipment, stuff like that. Pen but, knives. Interesting. It's really fascinating There was a movie stuff. called Spy with Melissa McCarthy that was great. It's so good. Uh, and you do, you post a lot of bird content on your I do. Page, so you do know a lot about birds. I know more than anyone would that. guess. I love your bird content I love, on your Instagram stories. Oh, thank you. I love it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I need, now I'm like, maybe I need to learn more about birds. Maybe I feel like I don't know a lot about birds. A very, airy, a very, very iconic bird, bird podcast episode. is next. <laughs> the spring. The whole bird episode. <laughs> yeah, bird <laughs> but, but you're right. And I think that's one part about it that comes back later. Remember in like the big, well, we can talk about the major, you know, takedown operation, ho, 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 um, which they, he tosses bird seed all over the place, you know, on Marvin Harry. Oh, to just, yeah, to get yeah, on like, Marvin Harry. Were any birds injured during this? Like they looked real. Also, was, I, 
I, I can't imagine Joe Pesci was cool with that. Like, I'm certain <laughs> totally, that Joe Pesci yeah. was like, okay, the stunt double is doing this. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm not, I don't even think Joe Pesci did anything on that movie. I think yeah. they, he did close-ups only and he was out of there. <laughs> I love Joe Pesci. Yes. One of my favorite movies is My Cousin Vinny, but I can't imagine he did any sort of stunts or let a bunch of birds on him. No. Brenda Frickner, maybe. Mm-hmm. Daniel Stern, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't think Joe Pesci did it. Stern would be down. And when He's they, so cool. When they threw all that, he, Stern in the first one, I think we talked about this, he put the spider on his face. Oh, that's so right. he certainly probably did the pigeon work. Yeah, he was but like, <laughs> I can't. Joe didn't. Joe was out of there. Yeah. He was on lunch. He was talking to De Niro in the trailer. Yeah, De Niro's like, "What movie are you doing?" He's like, "I don't know, some fucking bird sequel." <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> I don't know what De Niro was doing at the yeah. time. Probably like analyze this or something. Yeah. Uh, oh, good so, movie. Oh yeah, so Pigeon Lady. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another thing too with um the old man Marley. You know, you have this young boy just like befriending this kind of unorthodox older person who has so much life advice. And at multiple points, he's just life coaching Pigeon Lady, you know? Because mm-hmm. she was like, my lover left me, and so then I lost my job and everything. I was like, this is sad. Yeah. And sh- yeah, you're right. And shouldn't she be teaching him things? Yeah. I know she ultimately does teach him a couple of things, but I feel like you're right. He is like the one trying to get her. But yes, he's in trying to inspire her, but yeah. I feel like he leaves it so he, he should be doing more for this woman. Mm-hmm. Like yes. if he loves her so much, say, come along with me. Yeah, I'll buy also, you dinner. They're friendly too. Uh, maybe it'd be dangerous. Of course, he knows not to do that. But on some level, I almost think they're friendly enough that he should be like, oh, come stay. I have this whole fucking hotel suite mm-hmm. with cookies in the in the medicine or in the uh, cabinet. And we got uh, pay-per-view movies, everything. Come get warm and, and mm-hmm. chill with Make me. some calls. Yeah, you make play some, some long-distance calls. Maybe get a, Yeah, you could work. We could get a fax <laughs> up up and going. Maybe submit yeah. your resume to some places. Like, I feel like Kevin should have... That's what he should have been doing. Yeah. Seasonal help. There was all that seasonal work around that time. I'm sure she could have gotten a help. A bell ringing. Helped him get it, or get a job at a... a the toy store, Duncan's Toy oh, Shop. Yeah. Maybe the toy chest. He could have went over to that old man. Yeah. That's where this, everything went down, too, right? That the toy, toy shop. Which, when I was a kid, I didn't actually like that toy shop. Because it seemed like it was not fun toys. Yeah. Don't you think? Agreed. Like when I was a kid, I always liked the toys that were branded. So it was like, Mm -hmm. I wanted something that I saw in a commercial or something. And when I saw the Duncan toy chest, it was a lot of generic, like here's a kite or here's a a train train. set or something. But it was like, where's the... Super soaker. Where's the super soaker? Where's the Nickelodeon gack? Where's the name brand stuff? Mm -hmm. They couldn't put it in that movie. Mm -hmm. So when Kevin's going through there, I was like, this doesn't seem that fun to me as a kid. No, not at all. And I love that that's where Harry and Marv were hiding out. Mm-hmm. Like, these guys have had such an interesting life. Like, from jail, they go to New York, and then they're living in... You said jail, funny. Jail. <laughs> jail. 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 Fresh out of the slammer. Jail. And then jail. And um, that's the first place they go. Like, and, yeah, they're living in a toy shop. Yeah. And the old poor old man, also, I don't even understand that man owns the... He's Mr. Duncan, and why mm-hmm. is he working the register? Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't they have employees for that? Especially yeah. seasonal. I can't imagine the owner, the name on the marquee is behind the cash Mr. register. Mr. F.A.O. Schwartz. People yeah, is Mr. F.A.O. Schwartz in <laughs> yeah. that shop? Yeah, like, here's is, your change. And then, yeah, given change for a little boy. Yeah. And the line didn't even look long. Like, when Kevin was there, I was like, this doesn't look like it's right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Because it didn't see... There were people there, but it, there was no line. Mm-hmm. 
and especially if there's no line. I don't know. Maybe Mr. Duncan was trying to like be amongst the people and learn how the business works and everything. I get that. Yeah. But it seemed like a strange choice. It did. They, they do become friends. And Kevin ultimately he throws a brick through the wall to make it known that these robbers are there and he saves Duncan's toy chest. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. Yeah. And that old man has popped up in other things. I'm trying to think of, I, oh, yeah. I, I don't know what, but Mr. Duncan, what's his name? I feel like he's, I've seen him in other things. Mm-hmm. I'm looking up the list right now. I can't find him. Eddie Bre- Eddie Breakin. Oh I yeah, don't know who that is. This I mean, this is an all star cast. Except it's for there is one, uh, Ali Sheedy. I want to point oh. out she has a little cameo as a New York ticket agent. I, I looked her up because I was like, she looks so familiar. And as we know, John Hughes wrote mm-hmm. this movie. Mm-hmm. And John Hughes, some of his movies we talk about this a lot, but some of his movies haven't held up don't hold up as well. I had recently watched that movie where he makes the kids make a woman. Oh, <laughs> uh, weird science. Oh yeah. That one does not <laughs> at all hold up. Uh, home alone's do, but mm-hmm. I think some of the John Hughes stuff breakfast club, I think is pretty good. Yeah. And Ferris Bueller, I think is pretty good. And did he do 16 candles? Yeah. Yeah. Love that yeah. one. And there's stuff, bad stuff in all of them, but whatever we, mm-hmm. we know how to watch them critically mm-hmm. uh, except for weird signs. It's like, yeah, it's hard to, to suspend disbelief. Yeah. And there was a rumor I forgive me if we talked about this. Our lover, Channing Tatum, who oh, we both like are obsessed with. I love him. He was attached to do a weird science reboot. Whoa. Where it was about a young girl making a hot man who would have been played by Channing Tatum. So he would have been like the made up hot robot man. Oh, gosh. That's so great. Um, anyway, so Ali Sheedy, of course, has this connection to John Hughes. So she shows up as a ticketing agent. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. Then there was another cameo, which I think has been pretty controversial. Of course, there was a former president. <gasps> mm-hmm. And it's always tough to see that. And all, to me, in 90s movies, no matter how you feel about the man, I, I, I don't like to see him in movies. Yeah. I don't like when he pops up. He pops up in the Sex and the City pilot. He pops up in this. It's oh, a, that's right. He's in Two Weeks Notice with Sandra Bullock. Even that movie, I forgot he was in that. It was a rom-com with Hugh Grant. I'm like, yeah. what's he doing in this? Oh, Get out of like here. An environmentalist. I don't need to see that. Yeah. yeah. Where's Hugh Grant, by the way? Oh, he's doing that really dark show with Nicole Kidman. Oh, yeah. Where she wore the jackets? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch that, but oh. I do know that. She, I, knew, I know the jackets. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then the parents, they're all in Florida, and they do find out when they get the... Oh, wait, I think that... We might have gotten this wrong. I think they were going to somewhere else, and they had a layover in Florida. Is that right? Oh. You or know am what? I wrong? Maybe that was it. Maybe they're going like Turks and Caicos or something. Maybe I'm wrong. Now yeah. I'm confu- Now I'm oh, wondering. All my facts are getting messed up. Oh, no, no, they're going to down. Miami. That's it. Oh, so they... are Okay. Hilarious. Because for a minute, I thought maybe they were on a layover. When you think Christmas, you think Miami. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so the parents are in Miami and they're trying to get back. They can't get back. Uh, but eventually, Catherine O'Hara does get back mm-hmm. and she's running through the city. She's like, Where the fuck is my son? Mm-hmm. And she knows that the son likes Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. So she goes to Rockefeller Plaza yeah. and she sees the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree and it's beautiful. I've never seen the tree in person. Have oh, you I seen have. It? Oh, yeah. I saw it. It's really beautiful. Very I, stunning. Yeah. I was just reading, did you ever see that movie, um, Serendipity, with John Cusack? Yes. That Kate movie, Beckinsale. I just read a, a oral history of it, and mm-hmm. they filmed it that all the Christmas stuff was filmed in, like, summer or something. Yeah. There's the ice cream shop there. It's like, ca- oh, yeah. I like that movie. It's really It's good. like a really sweet movie. Yeah. Molly Shannon is so good in it. Yeah. I love it. Um, so then the rest of the family does ultimately arrive and uh, they are reconnected with Kevin. And this is where I have the biggest problem with the movie. All of the cast arrives for Christmas morning. 
they were sent all these gifts over to the hotel by Mr. Duncan because Kevin saved the store. Mm-hmm. So all the uh, the family wakes up and they're all in sleeping bags. It looks so cozy in that big ass hotel room. Mm-hmm. And Buzz wakes up and they see all the gifts and uh there's this funny moment where Buzz gives Rob Schneider some gum as a tip and like it's all very cute, whatever. And Kevin leaves to go see his bird shit lady to give her the turtle dove. <laughs> and that's the biggest part problem I have with the movie because then it just ends and we the the last thing we hear is the dad, the hot dad, mm-hmm. yelling, Kevin, because he spent all the money on room service. Mm-hmm. And at no time does Kevin say, hey, lady, come up here. We're going to do a big family Christmas. There's 30 of us. There's 100 fucking around. people up there. Yeah. I, and also, I had to rewind and watch it again. When he first encounters Pigeon Lady, remember at night when they're up close, he screams the same way he did when he did the whole cologne thing. Remember? Oh, He's yeah. like, ah! Classic. I won't do it into the mic, but classic screaming. He went for it. He has like four different power screams in her face where it's like... Cops would have come, you oh, know, yeah, this yeah. kid just screaming at the top of his lungs in Central Park, like someone would have intervened. And she's also very scary in that moment. I don't picture her as scary and that they made her in that moment. Mm-hmm. And speaking of things that they recreated, they also recreated, recreated, I can't say that word, mm-hmm. um, the mom, Catherine O'Hara, when she says, Kevin, mm-hmm. like that was such an iconic moment in the first film. And then we see her at the airport yelling. Kevin, or uh, oh, and or I think the line is, we did it again on the airplane. So it's like they recreate a lot of these lines in the mm-hmm. film, which of course were classic lines. But what other movies that do sequels are literally just recreating the same classic lines? Like, it's a weird choice. It is. Definitely a weird choice. And the plan, I mean, the whole booby trap stuff is so fun. There's so much mm-hmm. wish fulfillment. But man... It, it doesn't beat the first. I was just going to ask you. I was like, what do you think is but You know, yeah. I love the New York of it all in this one. 100%. But I do think that one of the things I love most about the first one is that house. Like, I'm obsessed with that house, mm-hmm. which was, I yes. think, like a high school set. But then they decorated in all reds and greens, so it feels very Christmassy and homey in Chicago and suburbs. And I love all of that of that. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that's missing. Mm-hmm. Although the New York stuff is fun, and there's like some other little bits that I like better about part two. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I do think part three one is better. It's charming. And the booby traps, I think in the first one were so surprising. Mm-hmm. And in the second one, they're just recreated in different ways, which is fun. Yeah. But I think that's what sets the first one apart. It's like, oh, we didn't know. I can't even remember the first time I seen this, but I imagine the first time all of us saw Home Alone 1, we were surprised. Totally. And then Home Alone 2, it was like, oh, this is fun. It's, it's, it's what it is. Yeah. I wonder though how close they got to a Home Alone 3 with the cast. Because mm. in Home Alone 3, it's a different... It's a different kid, and I, yeah. I've told you before, I like Home Alone 3. Mm-hmm. I encourage everyone to watch it. But I, I'd imagine there were conversations, because Home Alone 1 and 2 were huge box office hits. Huge. Yeah. Huge. The year came out 1992, behind Aladdin and The Bodyguard. Like, Two those classics. were the top three movies. Yep, the top three movies. So I, I'm sure the studio wanted a part three with them. Mm-hmm. But oh. somebody, I'm, I don't know who must have said no. Yeah. Okay, I, there's this line was from the old. plot. Yeah. <laughs> I have to read this okay, to you. Please. Um, so this is talking about when Kevin, um, in Central Park, Kevin encounters and eventually befriends the pigeon lady. They go to Carnegie Hall, where she explains, this is when they're like backstage at Carnegie Hall or whatever, um, how her life collapsed when her lover left her. Kevin encourages her to trust people again. After considering her advice that he perform a good deed to make up for his misdeeds, he decides to prevent Harry and Marv from robbing the toy store. Like, Kevin's oh barometer, God. his moral barometer is questionable. Oh, totally. Yeah. And then I remember the last thing Pigeon Lady says to him as he goes to leave is like, just remember to like keep the promises you make to yourself. Like something like, 
why would I ever take your advice? Look at what oh, happened I, to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, like, you are look at your sleeping in the rafters of Carnegie Hall on Christmas and your life fell apart when a man left you. Like, I'm not going to listen to anything you say. I also wonder about that <laughs> Carnegie Hall thing. Like, didn't, how would no one know that? Yeah, no security. There had to have been someone there that would be like, hey, this woman's living up in the rafters and it smells <laughs> like pigeon shit. Yeah. So yeah. we should clear that out. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, big concert there. They got the big concert going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting to me. There's what were you going to say? What's your villain? But not villain. Sorry. Um, do you like Old Man Marley or Pigeon Lady? Pit. I do tend to cool. side with Pit. Yeah, me too. I, I think mostly just because I like a character actress. So like, <laughs> totally. You know, I, I relate to her more. Um, but I do want to point out that they're doing. So they did Home Alone three after this. Mm-hmm. Then they did like another Home Alone that was made for Disney that was terrible. Like back, it was made for Wonderful World's Disney in like the early two thousand, maybe something like mm-hmm. that. But they're doing a, a movie called Home Sweet Home Alone for Disney Plus. Now, uh-huh. as of this recording, because we're recording this, I don't know when this episode will be out. But as of this recording, we haven't seen a trailer, know nothing about it, other than the fact that I think Mikey Day from SNL, oh, who I think we know from Grandma, yeah, from, yeah uh, he wrote it and i think he's in it and the the woman from uh kimmy schmidt is in it Ke- ellie kemper yes okay. she's in it keenan thompson's in it which ellie kemper did you see that were we just talking about nazis oh did, yeah she had like a nazi connection or something. yeah unclear anyway that's Some not what this is of about. like <laughs> deutschland that's very episode. weird yeah different episode <laughs> uh, but uh so she uh is in it and keenan thompson's in mm-hmm. it and we haven't seen any footage of but i'm super excited because macaulay culkin's supposed to be in it oh and Good. so I'm curious, and maybe you guys will have already seen it by the time this podcast episode is released. I don't know. But I'm curious to see if like it's Kevin. He must be playing Kevin, and I want to know how connected it is to the original. Mm-hmm. And I also really hope that they do a good job with it, because mm-hmm. I think the legacy of Home Alone is we, millennials in particular love this movie, and I don't want them to cheapen the franchise any more than they did with like that the shitty sequel thing. Yeah. So I hope that it's good, and they put money behind it. That's really cool. I like that Disney Plus is they're redoing Hocus Pocus. They're doing another sister act. And mm-hmm. I love that. I just want them to do them well. Yeah. With a really good script and nothing too crazy. Where you don't have to repeat the plots. It's almost like you just do a new plot. You know? Well, and I, <laughs> it's okay might, to do right. that. <laughs> we might have talked about this, but I have a great idea for a Home Alone like spinoff movie. Ooh. I'm not going to... I th- might have shared it oh, on you the podcast. I think I shared it yeah. on the podcast. I won't say it again because I'm actually like starting to try to make it happen but good yeah i I like i want them to be connected to the originals i like Mm -hmm. everything in the same universe that Mm -hmm. we grew up in i just don't want them to be shitty and i think Mm -hmm. there's a when when writers are writing these um or people who are directing them i think just taking their time and not rushing them make sure the script is right before you start filming it Mm -hmm. that's it like Mm -hmm. and it doesn't be perfect but yeah, yeah, I hope so. I hope home. I think it's called Home Sweet Home Alone. I think that comes out and is good. And we do more Home Alone movies. Yes. Like, it'd be so fun to do a spinoff with just Buzz. Like, Buzz's oh, world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Buzz's world. And Buzz, Buzz is like still an actor. He he's is. like, he pops, he's in something. I forgot. Yeah. I just saw him. Yeah. In, in like good stuff. I would love too. to watch that. Like, how, what was his trajectory? You know, he's like a mean older brother with kind of a heart of gold he likes to date we know that and Kieran Culkin now is in succession let's get him we yeah. have a Fuller spinoff where he's an adult who wets Fuller the bed spin-off. Fuller's world Fuller house we already did Fuller's, Fuller's house, house but <laughs> Fuller's house would be so funny Fuller's house yeah I would love to see that I would like watch his that. kids piss the bed now and it's yeah. like it's you know Uncle Frank's he, in the, in the he, home and he just reprised his role so he played the young 
brother in the Father of the Bride movies, and he was in oh, that. Yeah. Like, they did a Father and the Bride part three-ish. It was like a... The little one. Yeah, it was like a half a movie that was done over Zoom, which I'm not interested in those Zoom no. I mean, for the Zoom movies, I think it was a good one, but I don't want to see any Zoom stuff. I'm so sick no. of seeing yeah. Zoom stuff. I'm over it. I want IRL. IRL. Or, yeah. IRL or bust. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Jenna, that's home. Any other final thoughts? Did you have some reviews? Oh, actually, yeah. I looked up some uh, reviews because this movie actually got 34% on Rotten Tomatoes, Disgusting. which I don't live and die by Rotten Tomatoes, but it's always fun to see who tears it apart. Um, there's a review from Roger Ebert and he gave it two out of four stars and said that cartoon violence is only funny in cartoons. Most of the live action attempts to duplicate animation have failed because when flesh and blood figures hit the pavement, we can almost hear the bones crunch and it isn't funny. <sighs> right. Oh my God. Roger Ebert was like offended by he the violence went in on them. And then, um, Oh, gosh. Another guy for the Los Angeles Times said, whatever was unforced and funny in the first film has become exaggerated here. Whatever was slightly sentimental has been laid on with a trowel. Okay, and so he goes on to cool tear it. at a new one. These people need to cool it. Enjoy the Christmas. And just, that's the thing. Like, when I see a movie, I don't go into it with like, oh, I'm going to tear this one. I've, the only movie I've ever walked out of was Men in Black 2. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because it was very weird. You know, I, I can't even remember what happened in Men in Black 2, but I saw the one they did of the reboot, where it was like Chris Hemsworth, who I could watch him just be he's yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, just eat a sandwich, yeah, sir. Watching yeah. him in a suit was great, but I couldn't believe that they got him in a suit. And A, they never took him out of the suit, which is a missed opportunity. Yes. But B, that the movie was so bad yet. Yes. It was like still so bad. Because after about 10 minutes of him in the suit, you're like, okay. Unless this is coming off, you know. And Tessa Thompson's in it too, which she's great. But it was such a weird thing. Mm-hmm. And that was in the Men in Black universe too. But then it was like just a, such a terrible movie. Yeah. Which is weird. Have you ever walked out of a movie, been in one and been like... I'm sure that I have. I can't think of one at the moment. Mm-hmm. I know that I have before. Yeah. I think... Oh, well... I don't know. If, towards the end, I walked out of Blue Valentine. Did you ever? Oh yeah, that was. I think a we sad might have one. made it like close to the end, but it really sent me in a tailspin, and I broke up with Matt immediately. <laughs> so I cried on the subway on the way. I home mean, from it the was theater. a dark film, and I I yeah. remember like walking out of that. I don't know if we. I think we might have finished it, but I I was heavy walking out of it. I remember thinking like, Matt, it's I'm, over. I was so mad at. Oh, and I did turn off um, Requiem for a Dream. Oh, I haven't seen that. I, in high school, like friends wanted to watch it, and they like. You know, there were, it, it's a really dark and horrific movie. And we sat down to watch it, and I was like, I'm too mentally unstable to watch this. Like, it's dark as fuck. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, like, leaving in a huff, similar to Blue Valentine, where I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> like, left. Yes. But I think that's all that really sticks out. But I'm sure there's others. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah. What's the movie you've seen in theaters the most? Oh, probably Titanic or Armageddon. Like, how many times? Four. Oh my god! Each. <laughs> what about that. you? I saw Superstar like seven times or something. Like <gasps> so Molly Shane, I remember seeing it. I and when I was, I, I don't have many more. I'm sure my parents might have them, like the ticket stubs. Oh yeah, because and I had seven of them because yeah. I saw it that many times. And I remember it was just like every weekend. It came out at the time when I was a teen, where it was finally oh, yeah. like okay to like get us dropped off at the theaters mm-hmm. so we just kept getting dropped off there to hang out and then we would see that so funny and i'm sh- i feel like i even saw it more times because that whenever we'd go to see something else it'd be like oh let's run into superstar mm-hmm. and I just watch it movie. yeah yeah so i think that was it probably. still holds up That's it's so one. funny yeah i think it actually to, should be 
more respected or on the same level at least as some of like the male SNL comedies. Mm-hmm. Like when you, Wayne's World is like so well respected. And mm-hmm. I, re- not to say that's not funny, but I think Superstar is really fucking funny and oh, yeah. holds up mm-hmm. and so odd and weird. And she goes like balls She goes in, there. It's so you know? bizarre and yeah. weird. And I feel like that should be more respected. Mm-hmm. Jenna, this was so fun. This is so fun. Home Alone 2, I'm glad you we guys. Did this one. I'm so glad we got to cover this. Maybe yeah. next season we'll do Home Alone 3. Who knows? Yes. Or Home oh, Sweet Home Alone. Maybe this season. I don't know. We'll oh, figure yeah. it out. We'll figure it out. This is so great. Happy uh, holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Welcome to a very merry iconic podcast. Stay with us. We're trying to do six plus episodes this season. Listen to the Hocus Pocus one if you haven't, although that's a Halloween movie and we're already moving into Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yes. Uh, we thank you all for listening. Find us on social media at a very merry iconic podcast. Uh, find me at Danny Pellegrino and go pre-order the book. How do I unremember this? I'd love it if you did. I'd, yes. It would be so great. So please, please, please. Uh, and Jenna, where can people find you? Oh, at Jenna.Brister on Insta. And thanks so much for following along. It's really fun to see what you guys are into. For your bird content. Yeah. They need to yeah, follow for my you. bird content. For exclusive bird, facts. <laughs> bird content. I just, it came to me during COVID. I'm like, you know, this is all I'm doing now is just bird content. Learning about birds. Yeah, it's so fun. I'm going to go, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go research birds. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we love you all. Merry Christmas. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.